welcome everybody to another episode of the Give and Go Show, hosted by your three favorite people, Griffin Queen, Matt Ferentinos, Matt Modai, here to talk to you about the NBA as well as some nerd talk. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast, share with your friends so we can help grow, and then of course, give us that five-star rating as well. Hope you enjoy. It is Wednesday, October 11th, and the Give and Go Show is back in your life. My name is Griffin, as always, joined by Matt Modai and Matt Ferentinos. Really juiced after that intro. Uh, So if you you got into the chat early, feeling good, feeling great. Uh, Before we get this episode going, uh, we are not joined by super producer Elliot Chiatani this week. We hope to see him next week. Um, We've got one topic this week, one topic only. We're going through Western Conference over under win totals. We do this every year before the start of the season. Um, last year, we we had we we did pretty well, I guess. You guys went over five hundred. I went a little bit we under five hundred. Not so Seriously? great. Uh, but the ones that we had smashes on, the ones that we really strongly <laughs> recommended, we went eight and five. Uh, before we get going with the Western Conference over unders, make sure you click the like button if you're watching us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe if you have not done so already. Comment below uh, your own personal over unders for the season if there are any that you're really into, or if we say any that you think are really dumb or really smart. Comment below and let us know. If you're listening after the fact on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you click that follow button. Make sure you rate and review. Follow us on social media. That's it. That's the spiel. We're going to get into it. Modi, Ferentino. You remember who won last year's over-unders? I, I can't remember. <laughs> I Based on you asking that question, it make, it leads me to believe that you were the one that won. You got 18 and Ferentino got 17. Yeah. Is that right? Um, all I remember yeah. is like that 19 I did in fact 18 win. Or something. So I'm going gunning for back-to-back, uh, back-to-back champs here. Yeah, I really, no, I really wish that I hadn't picked the uh, the Lakers and the Wizards to hit over. Although the Wizards were just Wizards so close, they went over. Um, and I think we actually should have each given us all like one more because I think we all took either the Thunder under or the Jazz. Yeah, nice there was round. there was an under that we took. Maybe it might have been the Kings under actually. And then before the season the started, we yeah, were like, no, we're actually Kings. taking the over on this. Yeah, but but we didn't update it. We got whatever, it right. Whatever happens we got it on the right show is what stands. No, there's even if you change your mind, tough shit. Sure, that's the canon. Okay, all right, we're gonna get into it. We're going through this alphabetically. Uh, anything you guys want to touch on before we jump into it? Go Phillies. That's why I work out <laughs> to anime music. Yeah, yeah. Go oh, work out after this is some anime music. <laughs> I'm not gonna say go <laughs> Phillies, you. but I am happy for you, Modi. Uh, they yeah. just absolutely obliterated the Braves. So they're up 2-1 two, two, in this series, and they've got another game in Philadelphia. Uh, tough for the Atlanta fans, but I just don't feel that bad for them because I don't like I their like bloopers. Go old Nationals. <laughs> you don't like blooper? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a big Philly fanatic guy, but as we all know, I am a big gritty guy. So by the transitive property, at least part of me um, supports I only, Philadelphia. I had, didn't have an opinion on Blooper until uh, he got in a social media fight with someone and just came across like just a l- little bit of a baby. And you should probably know better than to get in a social media fight with Philly fans because it's going to go very – they're going to fight dirty is, is what I'm looking for. Uh, 
Do do we think the guy who's in the blooper costume got in a fight with that, or that's is it like good, a different team entirely? Like, do you get do you get to have Twitter fingers if you're also in the costume? It would be funny if like someone totally different ran the account, and then like blooper showed up in the game and was getting mobbed by Philly fans. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, it's just some. Yeah, that would be funny. That I yeah. don't know. I don't know who actually runs it, but I do know that he got into a very online fight with i don't i don't know exactly what it was because online twitter <laughs> fights i i ignore but i do know that he just got sure. bull, just extremely bullied online by billy's fans <laughs> being being a mascot and getting into any sort of social media it fight really is the most is. online thing that's ever happened um <laughs> we'll save that for our other podcast about you know just insane internet activities uh but let's get into the western conference over-unders we're going to start with the dallas mavericks Last year, this team finished 38 and 44. This year, Vegas, FanDuel specifically, has them at 44 and a half wins. Uh, To to, to my point, all of this is going to be FanDuel. Just let's say that ahead of time. Farentinos, I see you shaking your head, so we're going to start with you. You taking the over, you taking the under. It seems like you're (laughs) taking the under. I am taking the under on the Mavericks. I love Luka Doncic. He's a lot of fun to watch, but... I just don't think Kyrie and Luka is going to work. I mean, as I think Modai added on the stats here, they were 10 and 18 post Kyrie trade, which is just not that great. And they got like blown out. It was 19 to three at one point. I know it's preseason, but it was against the Timberwolves who look really good. I mean, I know it's not, you don't want to put too much stake into what's happening in preseason, but the teams that have played a lot of starters, I just pay attention to see how they're going to look. I mean, Anthony Edwards, we saw in the FIBA tournament was amazing. We'll get to the Wolves. We're on the Mavs. But the Mavs... Yeah, are we, are, we huffing on, are we huffing on Timberwolves copium already? <laughs> are we already on that Timberwolves gas? I was on that last year, too. I think we all were. But um, I just think with the we Mavs, were. like, they don't have an offensive identity or really an identity outside of Luka and Kyrie when they're dribbling the ball a lot. Like, they are dynamic on offense, but they also have to be excellent on defense, which... I don't think they're going to be this year. I think the best defensive player potentially is going to be Derek Lively. And I mean, as a rookie, it's just a lot to ask from a guy to come in and be that much of an impact. So, I mean, 44, they were 38 and 44 last year. And I just see them really struggling to get any win that they can get. So I'm taking the under. Um, uh, If my dogs start freaking out, I might ask you to bow into this one because they won't stop barking. Um, sure, I'm also on sure, the under, um, it's, it's, I know it felt like Vegas had no idea what to do with half of the West. They basically just priced them at 44 or 45 and a half, just threw their hands up and like, yeah, we don't know. Um, but I'm on the under on this one. And it, I think this is one of those ones where like, even if I get it wrong, I'm not going to feel bad about myself. Like, I just, I just don't think that they have enough outside of Kyrie and Luca. Um, and people are going to go back and say like, well, look how good they were when it was Luca and Jalen Brunson. But Jalen Brunson was fine playing second fiddle to uh, to Luca, which Kyrie Irving is absolutely not. And they also just torched their depth with the trade for Kyrie Irving. So they don't have like Finney Smith was an important piece just because he would he would he didn't want to do anything on offense and he would play defense. He would just shoot. And I, they're gonna like I like a lot of their young guys like Derek Lively. I like but he's a rookie. As Farentino said, I like Jaden Hardy. Uh, shout out my second pick in the uh, in the uh, draft, the expansion draft. Yeah, for a team that you are exactly. building for the future. Exactly. Let's, let's be very clear <laughs> about that. Year. Not a team for and this I, year. I think Josh Schmidt, Josh Smith, the other guy, I like. Um, but but like their defense is going to be terrible. But I like like we said, they went ten and eighteen post Kyrie trade. Granted, some of that was like they tanked at the end of the season and like basically admitted it. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And not to mention, like, they're both kind of an injury risk. And Kyrie Irving is just a flight risk. He might just decide he doesn't want to play because he got he just he got the he got paid right. He got the full contract, right? Yeah, I don't remember if they gave him the number of years that he wanted, but I mean, I think he got four years and whatever the max amount was, which is about as close as you can get yeah. to the the full five years. He might have even gotten the five years. So yeah, yeah, regardless- I. I Bad decision, in in my opinion. You know, obviously, yeah. in your opinion so as I'm, well. I'm, I'm on the under for sure. I'm also on the under. There's really not a whole lot that I can say that the two of you have not already said. I'm actually smashing the under on this one. I don't smash. trust this team at all. Yeah, I'm getting started off with a smash from the jump. <laughs> um, look at their big man depth, like their genuine big man depth. It's a rookie. It's Rashawn Holmes. And it's kind of Dwight Powell, who's been their big man death for a few years now. Dwight Powell is not a center. Let's get that right out of the way. He's like 6'9". Maxi Kleber being like kind of a center for you is not the position you want to be in. Like it's it's a team of guards and wings, but the guards and wings don't really work all that well together. I, I just don't trust this team even a yeah, little bit. Yeah, including Elliot, we're all on the under on this one. I am. Uh, if you see me typing, it's because I'm updating. I'm updating yeah, the spreadsheet as we four. speak, just because we don't have what happened last year. Uh, but yeah, this is one <laughs> where we're uni- universally, unanimously on the under. Yeah. So uh, under, to the Dallas under. faithful, Ferentinos, I'm glad you're you're only a Cowboys. <laughs> I'm not fan glad you're a Cowboys fan, fan, but uh, although sometimes I'm not that happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a good time true. to be okay. a Cowboys fan right now. Um, yeah. But I just like every year, Luca, I don't think Luca and the thirty fourth best player, according to ESPN, can really get it done. According to Kyrie, who the fuck cares? I never yeah. will. Rankings don't mean a damn thing in the league. So let's see what he does. I just Great. Think awesome. We've seen this experiment so many times. It's so funny to look in the comment threads of like a Reddit post when Kyrie says. I'm going to be here forever, guys. It's like, see Boston, see Brooklyn, see all of his prior teams that he, like, blew up. And this Mavs sure. don't even – they don't even have, like, a core to really blow up. But we can move on from them. We're smashing the under. Yeah, all four of us are smashing – or at least I'm smashing the under. All four of us are taking the under. Uh, let's move on to the Denver Nuggets, who last year, not only did they win the title, but they went 53-29. and 29. This year, FanDuel has them at exactly the same spot. 52 and a half wins. Um, yeah. Right, so this is a smash time. over for me. Um, I always love like teams that have postseason success and then just the, immediately the following year, just like uh, parlaying that into just wild success the following year. My perfect, my favorite example of that is the Warriors. Like they were amazing the first year they won. And then the second year they won is when they went 60, whatever, 73 and nine. Um, and like part of the, the Nuggets, like they went over this last year and that was basically including them not carrying the entire post trade deadline. They were so far in first place that you could clearly tell that the effort level wasn't there, especially defensively. Like they, they turned it on immediately when the playoffs started just to kind of show you what their ceiling is. Um, Losing or uh, losing Bruce Brown hurts as Ferentino's mentioned last on last week's episode, but I think they have enough depth in, in shots at young guys where they can probably withstand that. Like I love Christian Brown, Christian Brown, Christian Braun. I actually don't know if it's Brown or Braun. Um, him and his mom. He's going to be there. They, they yeah, announced I, he's going mean, to be there. He's good. He's good. And his, his mom's probably going to get a lot of airtime, which is great for yeah. us. Um, and I think. Uh, <laughs> a, a win yes, for us exactly. and therefore the world. Um, and they also, I heard a million times from Zach Lowe that they love Peyton Watson. So we'll see. Like he didn't play last year, but he mentioned every time he could that they love Peyton Watson. Um, and also like 
This is Jamal Murray's first year back from a devastating knee injury. It was Michael Porter Jr.'s first year back from his ninth back surgery, whatever it was with him. Uh, so there's reasons to believe that both of them could be better. And reality is, as long as Jokic plays 70 plus games, they're going to just gobble up wins. That's just, that's just what it is. So they're a smash over for me. Yeah. Tarantino's. I have not really a lot to add because uh, I made my own sheet and own separate notes. And it's kind of funny. I said, losing Bruce Brown will hurt, but they had a really good rookie draft. And I can't see any reason why they won't continue to cruise. I just think more because they just won and they have that immediate continuity kind of similar to the Warriors point you were bringing up before, like Jamal Murray looks great. Jokic looks great. Uh, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope is fitting there really nicely and is playing that role. Uh, he played really well in the preseason game. Aaron Gordon looks great. They just have an identity. They know what wins. They know how to win. And I'm kind of curious, I think for the good teams, like what do you guys think? A little sidetrack. I'm definitely taking the over on the Nuggets, especially with the over-under as it is. Because, yeah, they were – the one seed in the West with 53 wins and their over-under is 52 and a half. I think they could easily repeat that. Do you think the in-season tournament is going to impact some of these over and unders? Like, do you think teams are really going to care about the in-season tournament? Like, will the league push it to try to get them to compete? I'm like curious how that's going to impact the over-unders. So I don't know enough about the in-season tournament. I honestly haven't read a ton about it. Is everyone participating in it? No, or is everybody's, it only the bottom I don't like know exactly. Teams? I don't know a ton about it either, but I do know that everybody's yeah. participating. And I think like, and they're Every, gonna get like paid more. Yeah, they're gonna get like a bonus. I think it's like a, yeah. So it's just the championship game that doesn't count. Yeah, that's correct. There's like a week in November where every game is going to count towards the in-season tournament. And then, yeah, as Fiorentino said, like the teams that are in the finals are technically going to play 83 games, but that's not going to count towards anything. I'll tell you, that makes me think that like the best teams in the conferences are going to probably try less hard. Because they're already going to get like there's there's already playoff <laughs> bonuses that players get. There's championship bonuses that players get. Obviously, it's good for your branding to win that stuff. But guys uh, that are already contending for something are probably not going to take this very seriously. Whereas, you know, your Spurs and your Rockets and your Hornets and your Wizards of the world are probably going to be like, yeah, we're trying to get paid. We're trying to get additional wins. I can't imagine the Nuggets coming off of a real title unless they all just like convince themselves that this matters. I don't I think, think they're going to the give teams aren't going to care until it's the finals. Like I think they're just going to play it normally. I don't think they're going to try harder. I don't think they're going to yeah. try less hard. I think they're going to play it normally until it gets to the finals. And then I think they actually will care. Yeah, it, it, it makes me think that certain mm -hmm. teams probably might not try yeah. to make the finals sure. because it's additional sure. games on your leg. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting point, Ferentinos. I'm not sure how the in-season tournament will affect it. I'm sure it'll probably take us a few years before we can actually like look at data on like do the good teams do well, do the good teams kind of take them off for a little bit. Um, I'm disagreeing with you guys. I'm actually taking the under. I'm taking, honestly, probably the slightest under potentially possible. I think they're <laughs> going to be about a 50-win team. Um, but I kind of... We, we see this oftentimes from teams that have just won a championship. They get off to slow starts more often than not. They kind of take their foot off the gas. They already know what it takes to get there, so they know when they need to peak correctly. And looking at their roster last year, six of their seven best players played 65 or more games. Everybody except for Michael Porter Jr. 
played basically the amount that you would need to qualify for an award. Michael Porter Jr. only missed it by a game or two. It's a big assumption with this team, with the exception of Jokic, that has a lot of guys that have had health issues to assume that they're going to be as healthy this year as they were last year. Um, I still think talent-wise, they're a top three team in the league as a whole. It's them, Boston, the Bucks is probably your top three. And I think Denver obviously has the best continuity. But in terms of regular season wins, I think they're just not going to be that concerned. If they go into the the playoffs as a two or three seed with 50 wins, I just don't see them being that bothered by it. So I'm going to take the under on it. I'm not going to smash it by any means. They could win 50. They could win 60. They could do the Warriors thing that you mentioned. Um, and then you guys yeah. have both the, the Mats are. Ellie over as well. So I'm the, yeah, the least, lone. It'd be boring if we all one. agreed on the first two teams. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the Golden State Warriors, who won 44 games and 33 losses last year. Vegas this year has them at 48 and a half wins. Um, I'll start on this one. I take the under. I'm smashing the under on the Warriors. Uh, they moved Jordan Poole, which is ostensibly a positive thing. Um, they also lost Dante DiVincenzo. Jordan Poole and DiVincenzo were the two players on the team who played the most games last year. Poole played, I think, all 82. Uh, Dante played 72. Uh, so, sorry, he was not the, the second most active. He was like the third or fourth most active. Curry's getting older. Clay's getting older. Draymond's getting older. Uh, Kevon Looney's having a lot of injury issues. The team as a whole is really well constructed to win playoff games. They're not necessarily well constructed to win regular season games. I just like I see them being a play in team. I don't see them being a great regular season team again this year. I don't believe in them. I don't know how much longer we can expect Steph Curry to be, you know, a 60 plus game player. He's not that much younger than LeBron James, a guy who we talk about every single year for how many games he plays at an elevated age, and he's not playing that many anymore. I'm taking the under on the Warriors, and I'm smashing that one. Ferentino, so I'm curious your thoughts. Kind of like Ad Astro, we're going opposite takes here. I'm taking the over. I'm not going to smash the over, but uh, there's one person that you didn't mention I think this the point guard literally elevates every single res- regular season team that he plays on. I don't see any reason why he doesn't do that with the Warriors. Uh, Steph, Clay, and Dre are all getting older, but Clay continues to recover from that injury. I don't think he's going to be the player that he once was, but I think that any time removed from suffering a major injury like that and just being able to continue to play is going to, I think, have a positive impact and make him look better. I mean, Steph Curry's game, because he has cardio and because he can shoot, I think is going to age well as long as he stays in shape and does what he does. So I just think that, you know, if anything, the Warriors really need a guy that can create out of the system to get points, and that's exactly what Chris Paul does. I know he's old. I know he comes up short in the playoffs. We're talking regular season over-unders, which is why I think I'm taking the over I'll just counter that really quickly before we move on to Modi for his take. Uh, the reason that I mentioned Jordan Poole and uh, DiVincenzo playing as many games as they did, Chris Paul played 59 games last year. He played 65 the year prior. He's 38 years old. He'll be 39 by the time we get to the playoffs. I agree with you that Chris Paul is probably one of the best bench pieces you could potentially get in this league. The fact that he's even potentially going to be a bench piece is crazy. Uh, 
it's a health issue with me. So they might win 75% of the games they play. He plays, but if he only plays, you know, 45 to 50 games, then you start to think of like, where else are you getting wins throughout the year? Particularly if you have a clay injury or a Dre injury or Curry has to sit for rest or anything like that. But I totally get your point. I'm not a believer on the Warriors. I haven't been for the past couple of years. The year they beat the Celtics, that was stupid of me. But the year, like this past year, where they got smashed by the Lakers, I was pretty vindicated by it. Uh, so we'll yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the over on this one. I will admit there's like probably 75 percent of the teams in the West. I am like a shrug emoji. Like I you I have no idea what to expect from like literally 75 percent of the teams in the West, and they are <laughs> one of those teams. Um, like 48 and a half is one of the higher over unders. Like I mentioned, a lot of the West is just in the middle of the pack at that like 44 to 45 range. Um, I think it's the third highest in the West or second highest in the West, I believe, something like that. Um, but I can get on board. Like, if you want to sell me or I'm selling myself that last year was just like the season from hell because the weirdness with Jordan Poole before the season even started um, with Dr- him and Draymond Green and then Draymond needing like the whole contract issue and then Steph having two separate kind of freaky, weird injuries. He had the shoulder thing and then he had the knee thing. Um, he is older, but... And he had the he had the year with where they had the second pick where he broke his hand, but he's mostly been fine post those ankle injuries he's had at the very beginning of his career. So I think he'll probably play enough games. Um, Clay, like Farantino said, is never going to be the guy that he was, but he didn't play basketball the entire offseason because he was so paranoid about getting hurt because that's how he got hurt the second time. This year, he actually at least is playing basketball in the offseason. So I think you can at least understand that he might be a little bit better than he was last year. And I can just, I can just see this being a revenge season for those three. Like they know they're getting older. They know they maybe only have one more year of this. And I could just see that being one of those years where they're like, screw it. Like we're going to, we're going to go all out for this year. Um, You could say that it was the same way two years ago, but I think how bad last year went and then being reinvigorated with someone like Chris Paul uh, will make them care a little bit more. Like let's get this guy's first one. Let's get our fifth. Um, so yeah, it's not a smash play by any means, uh, but I'm on the, uh, I'm on the over. If we get a video in a week or two, right before the season starts of Chris Paul and Draymond Green fighting each other in practice, I will. are you guys going to flip to unders? <laughs> okay. All right. This will what we said on the pod yeah, is nah. what matters. All right. Let's move on to the Houston. <laughs> yeah. We gotta, we gotta be committed <laughs> to it. So the two of you, uh, took the overs. I took the under. And it looks like Elliot took the under as well. I smashed on this one. So if you want to follow me, best of luck. Uh, let's move on to the Houston Rockets. Last year they went uh, a very, very poor 22-60. and 60. Uh, This year FanDuel has them at 31 and a half wins. Farentino, so let's get started with you. How are the Houston Rockets going to do this year? Um, I'm taking the over on it. I think that Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks, although they're not obviously people's like headline free agent acquisitions, they're guys that are proven veterans that have been on winning teams before. Um, I mean, the Grizzlies didn't get that far in the playoffs, but they were still a very good regular season team and had postseason success. Fred Van Fleet won a championship for the Raptors. They bring on Ime Doka as the coach. They have a lot of young talent, and I think just bringing a veteran presence to that locker room is going to lead to wins. I think just like having proven players, players that are used to winning, and then bringing them around young talent usually well uh, works well. And I mean, I don't think they're going to get 
a lot higher than 31 wins. I just think that it definitely adds, they're going to be much better than the 22 and 60 last year. So I'm not like confident. I don't think this is even a playoff team, but I think that they're going to elevate their win total. by. If 31 and a half or 32, I guess, is enough to be a playoff team in the West. (laughs) So many things have gone wrong for so many different teams. Like we've (laughs) talked about this on previous episodes. Planes have gone down at that point. Like that's what it, that's what it would take. (laughs) <laughs> Mona, yeah, uh, i am four for four in agreement with Ferentinos. i'm also on the over um, they are at least going to be trying like they hired Ine Doka. <laughs> they they signed the fred van vliet and dylan brooks as Ferentino said i'm very much not a dylan brooks guy but he's at least a professional basketball player and last year the i saw you dogging him on twitter today yeah or, or it all <laughs> yeah that guy's a loser he's a total loser well he did but, have the nutshell um <laughs> They were such a clown show <laughs> last year that just being professional, I think, is going to do a world of difference for them. I also think like Kevin Porter Jr. is is a negative player, and he's I doubt he's going to even play on the this team at all. Uh, they have young talent that I think could make a leap. Like I really liked um, Josh Green or uh, uh, their second pick two years ago, Jalen. I'm my, yeah, Jalen Green. My name, Jaylen my brain Jaylen is Green. frazzled. Um, Jalen Green. I think he's going to take a step up. I like Shangun. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens with Jamari, Jabari Smith. Um, but 31 and a half is just such a low number. Like uh, if I, they get 32 wins, it's, uh, you would say it's a great season, but that still would hit the over. Um, so I'm on the over on this one. Not a smash play by any means, um, but yeah. It's, it's nice to be back on the same page as the two of you. I'm also taking the over. I don't think it's going to be a lot over. And like, I'm not enthused by this team. But they've got good pieces. Fred Van Vliet is a good player. Dylan Brooks is a relatively good player, and he adds something that this team was absolutely missing. Um, To your point about Kevin Porter Jr., while I think Kevin Porter Jr. is a talented player, I think basically every aspect of both his game and his personality were things that you did not want on this team. Uh, There's a lot of guys on this team that can make shots. You don't want that. There's a lot of guys on this team that play boneheaded basketball. You don't need that. Uh, jury's still out for me on Udoka on whether or not he's actually the coach he's hyped up to be, but he is likely a coaching improvement over who they've had the past couple years. Um, this is not an, an exciting team to me. Like I think they could be in a couple years. They're not this year. I'm going to take the over as well. Elliot has the smash under, so he's the only one disagreeing with us on this one. I guess he sees them as being, you know, somewhere in the, in the twenties. Um, but three for four ain't bad. Let's move on to the lesser of the Los Angeles teams. Uh, a little bias there. The Los Angeles, yeah, honestly, no. not even biased. That's one LA that's true. That's, that's the reality the other one situation. <laughs> yeah, Clippers fans, jump in the chat and try and talk you shit and try and prove me wrong about that. 17 titles. Let's, whatever. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers last year, they went 44 and 38. <laughs> this year, Vegas has them at a slightly better 45 and a half. Uh, Moda, yeah, this is another shrug emoji, but I have the under on this one. I have no idea what to expect from the Clippers. They could win 50 games. They could win 35 games. Uh, the They have like the combustion factor of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard possibly not playing. Uh, Russell Westbrook, who was great for them last year, so much better than I thought. Are we just expecting him to be just as much of a positive player? This year, maybe, maybe not. He's been he was a negative player for basically his entire tenure with the Lakers. Um, and then like there's the whole James Harden thing. I like if you just look at their roster and the talent, I like it. But it, there's just there's just so much 
weirdness and negativity with the team in terms of just the injuries and stuff. And it seems like they're kind of just worn out of each other. It's been so long since the PG trade and they haven't won anything. Kind of seems like they're just kind of over it, but they're building this new arena so they can't blow it up. So it's, it's just a weird thing going on. I'm on the under. I could look stupid if they if somehow they play 65 games. I'm not expecting that. So give me the under. The Clippers remind me a lot, and you know they're in the same town at this point of the Chargers, where there's like this all this talent assembled, and you look at it every year and you say they win at this position and this position and this position, and they've got a top five guy at this position, and it just never coalesces into any sort of playoff success, whether because of injuries or coaching or what is like personalities. I think the Chargers are a better team than the Clippers are, like all things considered. But there's something about these these franchises that is just kind of snake bit. Um, I'm I'm on the same page as you. It's very much a shrug emoji for me. Like, and that's not just me and my Lakers bias. I just I fooled myself into caring about this Clippers team for what feels like a decade straight from the Lob City era till now. And there's just nothing to show for it. I'm taking the under. It's a slight under. Like you said, they could win 50, they could win 35. I just I think it's it's all going to come crumbling down yet again this year. They might be like a 41 and 41 team and maybe they'll make noise in the playoffs. It'd be nice to see it happen for once. Um but I just I just I just don't care about them. I'm taking the under and it looks like Elliot has the smash. Or no, he has just the under on this. Ferentinos, what are your thoughts? I'll be the dissenting opinion. I'm going to take the over. My note is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard arrived at camp healthy and without restrictions. So as long as they play, I think they're a dominant team. They clearly, you know, won 45 games without either of them last year. Russell Westbrook was playing um, really good when he got there. That was a positive for both Los Angeles teams to move on from that relationship. But they won 44 last year. Sorry, not 45. But I just think if, you know, and I do think injuries are obviously concerned. You have to think about it. But if they can play any minutes together, I mean, they've clearly taken their time rehabbing and trying to heal with Kawhi it might be degenerative and it's just going to be constant pain management. And if he can still play but the fact that he's still trying to go for it, why not? I'm going to take the, over I, I, the I do agree with you on the rusting. I think Russ is a positive for the Clippers basically because it's such an inverse situation from the Lakers. Um, it's a team that's built to take advantage of a guy like Russ, whereas the Lakers were not even a little bit. Um, but again, we're assuming health for him. Like you said, you're kind of assuming health for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It's October 11th. The season starts in two weeks. I give them towards <laughs> maybe the end of November before one of them is out for, you know, at least two or three games straight. Um, we'll see how it goes. Looks like we've got three unders and an over. So Ferentinos is the dissenting opinion on this one. Let's move on to my Los Angeles Lakers. Last year, they went 43 and 39. This year, FanDuel has them at 47 and a half. Uh, I'll start on this one because, again, they're my Los Angeles Lakers. They were 18 and nine post rush trade <laughs> for a 67% win percentage. That's very good. And then you add in the playoff win percentage prior to them running up to the buzzsaw that was the Nuggets. Also very good. But I don't want to take too much from that because the Lakers were basically fighting for their absolute lives for three months straight at that point. Um, from, I guess, about February until when they got bounced from the playoffs in, in, in May. Um, the team is better 
than it was last year. I don't think there's a whole lot of questions about that, not only because they added pieces that work better with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but there's also some addition by subtraction by not having Russell Westbrook at all on your roster this year. Um, the big questions are always going to be, is Anthony Davis going to be healthy for 65 or more games? Is LeBron James going to be healthy for 65 or more games? I'm going to say barely. And I think the rest of the team is good enough that even if they're not healthy for that much, like they should, they should win games where those two are sitting, which they wouldn't have done in the past. I am, however, still going to take the under because 47 and a half is just it. They're not, they're not a 48 win team, like 48 wins. You're trending towards, we're going to be a 50 win team with the exception of a couple close losses here. I don't see them being a 50 win team that requires their two superstars to play a lot of games. I don't think like they're going to, they're going to miss games. Austin Reeves is probably going to miss games. Um, Vanderbilt can't play offense. They've got all these really good pieces, but when LeBron is out, it's just not going to be the greatest product in the world. They're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to go deep in the playoffs this year, just like they did last year. But I don't see them winning 48 games. So I'm going to take the under on this one. I am surprised. I literally wrote over because I just assumed you were taking the over. Um, so I'm, I I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I did hype it up. I did hype it up. That was and well then done. I took um, the under anyways. I agree with you. I have the under here as well, mostly just because it's a shrug emoji. <laughs> Um, like if you're, are LeBron and Anthony Davis going to stay healthy, mildly healthy? If yes, then they're going to go over. If no, then they're probably going to go under. And their team is, is remarkably better today than they were one year ago at this point, 100%. But you, I mean, you made, you, you made the point that I was going to make, they were fighting for the playoff lives for basically the last three months of three months of the season. Now they can at least cool their jets a little bit. Like they're probably not going to win at a 66.7% win percentage. And with how jumbled the West is, there could, it could be like it was last year, well, there are a lot of teams in like the, the 43 to 49 win, um, uh, 49, 43 to 49 wins. And it really just depends on like the end of the year. Are you in a secure playoff spot or are you not? And obviously we can't predict that, but I think there's, there's just more reasons that they could go under than over. So I'm with you. I'm on the under. <clears throat> I think we're unanimous here. I'm also taking the under um, for a lot of the reasons that, you know, you guys had mentioned. It's just LeBron and AD need to carry the load. They're not getting any younger. And LeBron's been playing less games per year. Anthony Davis, his injuries have always kind of been a question mark. I swear he's one of those players just like KD where he falls all the time and it always looks like a crazy injury and then he gets up and is okay. But it's like you have to hold your breath. Is there anybody else play. that you can think um, of that a lot of the falls times all the time also, who might be a big man who might play for a, a team that one of us cares about? When's the anyone, last time anyone anyone had a serious injury like AD and KD have had? Have had. <laughs> Wasn't he injured going into the playoffs? Uh, yeah, he, he, did hurt, he did hurt his knee, but he missed like a week. He missed like a week. He missed like seven days. <laughs> yeah, right. Ser serious injury. Like yeah, you're Davis right. It's, it's like been a while. Two months last year with that foot injury. Kevin Durant's missed two months basically every yeah. year since uh, post-Achilles. Well, is that... Kevin Durant it's, slipped exactly. during warm-ups and missed yeah, and like three weeks of the season. He missed like like a minute oh before God. the game yeah, started. Like the man yeah. is made of glass. Yeah. It was his first game right against... when he got traded to the Suns. Yeah, right? it was his, it was his home debut. Yeah, people, yeah. the game was sold out. Mm -hmm. um, like people were ready to see him, <laughs> and nope, got pulled right before the game because his legs went out from under him. 
It's like time to go hit a board yeah. in the locker room. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's the option. Now, I guess just player to watch though for the Lakers. I'm taking the under. I don't think it's a lot under 47 wins though. Like I think they are actually going to get close to that 50 wins. So I think that they're kind of spot on being one of those teams that are above that 44 and a half range. Um, I think they are going to be one of the better teams. And I'm curious to see Austin Reeves' development. I mean, he was a really interesting and praised player for FIBA. It seems like a lot of guys like him. It seems like he's a great teammate. And I think that just having more of the green light, maybe a little more confidence, maybe LeBron does let him play a little more plays and they run more of the offense through Reeves, which will be interesting to see. Um, but I don't think that just AD is going to miss games. LeBron's going to miss games. I think to a lot of your points to the Nuggets where – I just think the Nuggets have everything going right for them. So I think they're just going to win games easy. I think the Lakers, though, would take more of the, hey, let's just get to the playoffs. Let's get to the playoffs when everything is right. We know what we need to look like to win in the playoffs. So let's just get to that point. And if it takes some players resting, last year it took everything to just get to the playoffs. Maybe they build up some wins early and then can rest after that. Um, but I don't see them getting above. I feel a little so sick to my that. stomach saying this. But this year's Lakers team, and obviously the year hasn't started yet, so this could end up being wrong. They remind me a little bit of, of the Phillies from last year and this year, where it's kind of like a team of chaos, where it's like, just make it to make it to the wild card or make it to the play-in. And then your offense explodes because you've got two of the best players in basketball or four of the you know 20 best players in baseball. Let's just take things over once we get to the playoffs. I could see that kind of being the case, much like the Phillies were like a mid. This they were year, like, I think what, they were 88, 89. Wins. Last year was great. A little bit last year. Yeah, yeah. Which is the same as the Nats were when they went to the wild card and the same as the Marlins when they were the wild card teams. If you can get to the playoffs and you get hot at the right time, anybody can win anything. That's who the Lakers are going to be in my mind this year. Uh, looks like we all took the under. Elliot smashed the under. Uh, I don't agree with that because that means that they're probably not making the playoffs, and that's really depressing for me. But we'll move on before I start getting upset on the pod. Uh, next up is the Memphis Grizzlies. Last year, they went 51-31. and 31. This year, FanDuel has them at 45.5. Ferentinos, uh, do you want to get this one started? Yeah, um, I mean, they swapped Dylan Brooks for Marcus Smart, which was kind of their, like, big – it's like, oh, maybe they upgraded the position. They got another, like, defensive-minded guard that would just fit the kind of attitude and vibe that, like, the Grizzlies have going. Um, they do talk a lot of shit. They haven't backed it up. Um, but I just think missing Ja for 25 games is going to have an impact on this team. Yes, they did. They were one of those teams where they weren't they like 15 and 0 at one point the first time Job missed games. Like they were just insane without him. But I think a lot of that was some of their depth pieces that they had, which no longer are on the team anymore. They still have really good guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. So they're going to be an interesting team to watch. I just think that losing Job Morant, who is one of the best guards and most talented guards in the lead for 25 games, and then him working back into the lineup after. I just don't really see them getting it. I'm going to take the under on this. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. um, uh, I have the over here, actually. Um, they've consistently won, regardless of who's in and out of the lineup. Two years ago, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. missed the majority of the beginning of the season. They smashed the over last year, or that two years ago last year. John missed a bunch of games. They still smashed the over. They have the biggest negative delta in the West, which just means their project, their over-under is the biggest 
uh, amount of games few yeah drop my the wording of that puts my my brain in a pretzel but biggest drop from last year essentially sure you got you got delta yeah you well you know, out I, on drop two d's <laughs> you know double d's is a little too much for for a brain to handle um but <laughs> every, people yeah, say that about does. you uh, but they're like, I don't know, 37 and 24 overall without job. They have a, they still have a ton of depth on that team, including young guys last year who looked good but didn't play a lot. Uh, David Roddy, Santi Aldama, some, something like that um, are good. Marcus Smart, I think, is an upgrade over Dylan Brooks. They basically bring a lot of the same stuff, but Marcus Smart is like 10% less of a complete idiot psychopath loser than, than Dylan Brooks. And I think, if you can imagine it, somehow does tries to do less on offense where Dylan Brooks, there's those games where he would just shoot them out. And I think they I think they do need someone with that edge. So I think that was a good move. Um, and like 45 and a half, it's one of those teams that's just in the middle of the pack. I just think that they're one of those teams that just gobbles up regular season wins. There's some teams like the Lakers who probably, like in a playoff series, I would still take the Lakers. Um, but there are some teams, in, to go to your Phillies example, the Braves just gobble up regular season wins. But um and the Memphis Grizzlies are kind of like that. And I think, so yeah, I think once again, 45 and a half, I'll take the over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, more, more towards the other side of things. I'm taking the under on this one. Uh, not that I think the Grizzlies are going to be particularly bad by any means, but missing jaw for 25 is a big deal. And I think losing Tyus Jones to the Wizards, is going to be a much bigger deal than people think because, you know, you think of him as like a 24-minute-per-game guy. He was one of the best bench point guards in the league last year. He might be the best bench point guard in the league. He basically does everything that you would want your starter to do just in less minutes. Um, and, and he's going to be starting for the Wizards this year, so we'll see if that continues to track or if the usage rate is going to kind of screw him up a little bit. I think just, you know, Desmond Bain's very good. Jaron Jackson Jr. is very good. Uh, Steven Adams, Xavier Tillman, uh, Aldama, all these guys, they're all very talented players, and it's a deep team. I just think missing your best point guard and then the guy who replaced your best point guard for such a long period is probably going to uh, mess with team continuity a little bit, and and there's probably going to be a lot more pressure on Desmond Bain than there normally would be, and it's just – He's very good. Devin Bain is an incredible player. I don't think it's necessarily the best role for him to have the ball all the time um, because he is more of a scoring guard than he is a pass-first guy. We'll see how Triple J's health is. We'll see how Steven Adams' health is because he's getting a little bit older. Um, but I am going to take the under on this one. I think there's still going to be a playoff team. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be probably between 42 and 44 wins that are playoff teams. And they're still absolutely a threat because they've got a really good big man rotation. And when Jaw comes back, they could reel off a ton of wins. But he's going to be probably a little bit out of game shape. He's missing a lot of games. It's going to take some time. Um, I took the under. Modai, you took the over. Ferentinos, you took and Elliot the under. The, you took the, the under, under, and Fisher, Elliot yep. took Fisher's the over. Split. So we're two and two. So, Wow, I think that's our first uh, official two and two split. So that's exciting. It took us until the Grizzlies. Also, uh, Tyus Jones, I was like, he could be on the Wolves too. He looks like that. Maybe it's just the blue on the West team. But as a starter for 22 games last year, he averaged 16 points per game, eight assists, and four rebounds. I mean, 
I think if the Wizards decide to keep him around instead of using him as a trade piece in the full re- rebuild, that will be interesting how they use him. But we'll talk about the Wizards next Sadly, week. we will, in fact, talk about the Wizards <laughs> next week. I'm not excited for that. Although, you know, maybe they'll be fun. We'll save it for uh, next Wednesday. Let's move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who many people would consider calling the Wizards of the West. Um, last year, they were 42 and 40. Really, the Trailblazers are the Wizards of the West. Last year, they were 42 and 40. This year, Vegas has them at 44 and a half. I'll get started on this one. I know this burned me last year, but yet again this year, I'm taking the over and I'm smashing the over on this one. Um, There was no way to expect that Carl Anthony Towns was only going to play 29 games, considering he's been essentially an Ironman for the rest of his career prior to that point. Uh, There are also issues with D'Angelo Russell, who is now on the Lakers. They moved him. They got Mike Conley. Mike Conley is a player who fits this team significantly better than a guy like D'Angelo Russell. Mike Conley would fit probably 28 out of 30 teams more than D'Angelo Russell would. I'm expecting improvements from Naz Reed. I'm expecting improvements from Jaden McDaniels, assuming he doesn't punch any more walls. And I'm expecting improvement from Anthony Edwards, who I've talked about a lot over the past few months. I'm expecting him to become a top, you know, 7 to 12 player in the league. And for a team like that, you know, I think you're probably going to be a little bit closer to 50 wins particularly because it's kind of a young team and they want to prove something in the regular season because they don't know how to pace themselves for the playoffs. I'm taking the over. I'm smashing the over. I'm looking forward to Modi taking, taking the under though. And, and yeah, this is an wrong. underplay. I just need to see it first. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert have a 14 and 13 <laughs> record together. They're basically a 500 team. Yes. Part of that was with um, D'Angelo Russell, as you mentioned, who's a losing player. I don't know, man, like that's just a team full of losers. And then Anthony Edwards is kind of how I feel. I love Mike Conley, but he's so old at this point. He, he's not necessarily one that can change a culture. <laughs> Anthony Edwards can. And if I'm going to be wrong, it's going to be because of Anthony Edwards. And, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But I don't trust Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert to play together. I don't trust them separately. Rudy Gobert was in a winning team with the Jazz forever. Carl Anthony Towns has never been on a winning team before. I don't think he's a winning player either. He's just a talented offensive player. He's he's. Uh, D'Angelo Russell on steroids, who's just taller. Like, that's literally who he is to me. Um, and then there is the health factor. Rudy Gobert's older. Anthony Edwards, I love, but he plays like a psychopath, which makes him incredible to watch. It also, it's the same fear with John Morant. Like, it's just scary every time they go up. Um, and and I was with you. I was all over them last year. I got burned. I'm never going to trust a Minnesota team to do anything again for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> I love Anthony Edwards, so I'd be happy to be wrong. And him to prove me wrong, but I just need to see it first. Is how I feel. <laughs> a totally fair take. I'm probably going to get burned by this one, but I'm just I'm I'm doubling down. I'm like doubling it. down on my loss. Uh, Ferentino's. How do you see the Timberwolves doing? <clears throat> I'm riding with you, Griffin. I'm throwing money and I'm smashing the over on the Wolves. <laughs> um, just from preseason action. Conley looks great, of course. Like, I was like, oh, no surprise. Mike Conley looks awesome. And just getting there late last year past the trade deadline, of course, he's not going to gel in time. And with Cat missing so many games and them still winning 42, like 44 to me just seems like really easy money. 45. Um, and then when you look at their big men, Gobert's one of the best centers in the league. Cat's one of the most talented scorers. 
big men. And then Anthony Edwards, I think, is going to be talked about as an MVP candidate this year. Um, I think that he started to play that role. Obviously, the FIBA team did not win. I would have liked them to win. I don't think it was because Anthony Edwards didn't come up, though. I think he would probably still, on the next USA Olympic team next year, I think he could be featured as still one of the best players. He's, I think he's going to take a step this year. I'm smashing it. <laughs> Give me that over, and I'm going to collect this money. So this one season. question with you before we move on. Do you think Anthony Edwards is going to be a genuine MVP candidate where he would be an MVP candidate any year? Or do you think it's going to be because the other MVP candidates don't play 65 games? And Anthony Edwards is probably going to try and play all 82. No, I mean, John Moran was talked about as an MVP candidate among a lot we, of great players that were. We talked MVP about him as an MVP candidate. I mean, yeah, we didn't call we, that. We said he would win an MVP yeah, before Luka Doncic, <laughs> and I just don't know if we're going to be right about that. But there, that, there was that one year where it seemed like he was uh, trending in that direction. I just think a lot of the times you saw Cat taking the big shots at the end of the game. I feel like Edwards would more like slide into whenever they needed scoring, but I think he's going to start becoming the alpha on that team. I think in end-of-the-game situations, he's going to be the guy taking the shot. I think it's more going to run through Edwards as opposed to running through the big men. So, I mean, if I'm wrong and that doesn't work out, that would be terrible, but I, I do think he's going to step up. He's just added to his bag every single year. Um, and yeah, and you're smashing the over as well? The Break the curse. Okay. Smash so we've got two smash overs and two unders. Elliot also took the under. Let's move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. Excuse me. Last year they went 42 and 40. This year Vegas has them at 44 and a half, right in that same range as like seven other teams in the West and a bunch of teams in the East. Um, 44 and a half is, is where the money is apparently this year. Mode, I yeah, there are another shrug emoji. I have no idea. Um, they were uh, 19 and 27 once Zion got hurt. And I think they were like the one seed in the West or two. They were, they were up there when he got hurt. Um, I'm taking the under. I, it's one of those, like, mm -hmm. am I going to count on Zion to stay healthy? No. Have, they they proved two years ago that they can win without him. They very much didn't do that last year. And the West is is so deep. I don't miss, like, even the teams that are bad aren't going to be as bad as they were last year. Um, and I just can't, I just can't get there. Like, they got they're brutal after Zion got hurt. Why on earth would we trust him to stay healthy for for any semblance of games? If he's not healthy, I don't think they're gonna have a winning record without him. So I'll take the under. But it's one of like it's one of those ones. That I think there's there's like five West teams that the the wide range of outcomes like nothing would shock me, and they're on that list. But to have an official pick out there, I'm, I'm on the under. Do you guys remember the days during like the 2000s where the best player on every team there was, was playing like 75 plus games? It'd be weird if a guy there's, wasn't there's playing never any questions. games. And now we're yeah. like, maybe this guy yeah. will play 45. You you sounded you sounded really old when oh, you said so that, but also I 100% agree. <laughs> I, you're I right. feel old you're... when I say that, but like that was fairly recent. And then like space and pace came around in like 2014 or so. The Spurs, beautiful game, and then the Warriors. And now guys have more lower body injuries than anybody in the preceding four yeah. years of the NBA. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. And yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, neither, neither here nor there. Just something that occurred to me. Uh, I'm going to very slightly disagree with you. This, this is kind of a shrug for me, but in the other direction, I'm going to take the over. I'm just going to kind of assume that Zion is going to play more than 45 games. 
If he doesn't, you know, obviously I'm kind of on the same page as you because he is the engine that drives this team. But if we get 60 plus games out of him, they're going to be a 45 win team. Like it, it's not a crazy, crazy thought. Um, obviously it's a big question. I'm not smashing this one. I, I don't think I could smash in either direction on this one, but uh, Ferentino, I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, I'm just going to take the under because I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think Zion's ever going to get fully healthy. Um, he definitely is the key that can unlock that team. He's just such a dynamic player when he is healthy. He's literally looks like Shaq, but then has a jump shot and ball skills. Um, but yeah, I just don't think he's a player that ever is ever going to get healthy. Brandon Ingram is really talented and dynamic, but he has a ceiling. He can't really carry a team to wins. Love CJ McCollum on offense, but I think he's a minus on defense. They have a lot of players that are good depth pieces, but that's if their stars are healthy. And they're just kind of like the Detroit Lions. Or it's like We're loving the comparisons. Every NFL year, you know, they're, actually, they're actually good this year, but you just always think you're like, no, they're not yeah. going to be good. Like the Bears, even if there's hype in the preseason, you're like, they're not going to be good. It's like the Timberwolves. Who would smash that team to You're like, they're not going to be good. No. <laughs> we but, smashed um... the over for two straight years on that team. <laughs> you're talking you're talking us out of our own pick. I, I get what you're saying. Like, I do. Like, you look at the Pelicans roster and you're like, there's a lot of talent yeah. here. But there's a lot of injury concerns and there's conditioning concerns and there's coaching concerns. And there's just like something about the Pelicans when they had Anthony Davis. They had one of the best two-way players that we've seen in the modern era. They just couldn't get out of their own way because the injuries pop up. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, the strength and conditioning. Cousins, Davis, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Miritich, right? He was like their 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 number four guy, and they were just mm-hmm. obliterating teams. It lasted twenty games, and they went like fifteen and five, and then it all came crashing down. Um, Elliot. The cousins. Elliot also has the over on this one. So this one, we're going to go three and one in the direction of the over. But I don't think anyone. Yeah, I'm on the unders. Two and two? You're on the under. Oh, I thought you had a slight over. Okay, two and two. That's great. No one feels strongly about this one. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I would love for the Pelicans to prove the two of you wrong because I think when they are firing on all cylinders, they're a very fun team to watch and they've got a fun kind of style of play. But the injuries are a massive concern. Let's move on to the Thunder. Last year, 40 and 42, uh, just below a 500 team. This year, Vegas has them at 44 and a half. Um, I'll get started on this one. My notes for this one were pretty self-explanatory. It's not about who they signed or who they added. It's about who's coming back. Healthy Chet, ostensibly. SGA coming off of a FIBA masterclass where he looked like maybe the best player in the FIBA tournament. Jalen Williams, Poku, Dort, Giddy with another year of development. All young guys, all talented guys. Um, There are some questions about their big man depth behind Chet a little bit because they've got all these like tall, long boys, but no one who's like particularly – you don't have a Steven Adams, which is ironic considering that was his team, uh, or a JV or something like that, like a guy who can bruise in the paint. So there are injury concerns. Last year, they were very healthy outside of Chet Holmgren. So there are concerns on whether that will continue this year. But because they're a young team, I'm taking the over. I'm smashing the over. I think this might be one of the few 50-win teams in the West. I'm a big believer in this OKC team. This is one that I want us to bet on. You guys might disagree with me. Ferentinos, let's go with you. 
I'll just say three for three. I'm, I'm, sma- it's another, I'm smashing this it's over. Um, three for three, and Elliot's on the over. Nice. We're betting Let's on this go. one. We're betting on the Thunder Boys. <laughs> um, there you go. Here's my sheet. So yeah, I think Chet's gonna unlock the team. I was watching the preseason game. Shea and Giddy weren't playing, but literally the Thunder Spurs preseason game was pretty electric. Just watching Chet and Wembenyama go back and forth. I mean, he doesn't look like he's lost a step. He's got a nice three-point shot, offensive rebounding, creating, everything is there. The Thunder have been doing a really good job of drafting guys that are playmakers. No matter what position they are, they know how to pass, they know how to dribble, they know how to move without the ball, they can cut. I just feel like they're one of those teams that play really well as a team. Um, Yeah, basically, Chet, Shea, and Giddy as like kind of your core, and then Jalen Williams, who averaged 14 points in his rookie season, and... He's just super explosive, great ball handling. Just watching him get to the lane and then throw a dunk down is electric. I really think that um, I wish I is, drafted him. Is Jalen Williams going to be uh, the, the uh, Markel Fultz of our draft where he should have – or sorry, the Jason Tatum of our draft where he should have gone like, first? don't you dare. And, and someone else might struggle. I meant to flip it. I apologize. Is he going to be the Jason Tatum of that draft where we're all going to look at it and be like, Man, Modai really got this right. Modai is like the, um, the Danny Ainge. Well, of our like group. Danny Ainge, I was a big bully in that draft, so I think yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the it's not the Boston in you, but it's very yeah. much the Boston in him. You know, he he was on some some nasty teams. Um, Modai, any anything to add? No, on I the mean, Thunder, or are you just kind of on the same I didn't, page? This was a, a smash under, or sorry, smash over. Over. It's my uh, my second and final smash play. I had that in my notes as a smash over before <laughs> you guys said anything, so it wasn't groupthink. Um, the only the only thing that I'll add that you guys didn't say <clears throat> is I'm I'm very interested to see what they do with their rotations because I feel like they could. They're one of those teams you, that you could legitimately say they have 13 to 15 playable players, and that's not going to happen in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be one of those things where like. Maybe someone plays for 10 games in the rotation and then they sit them out and they try someone out, someone else in the rotation for 10 games. So if it goes under, that's probably going to be why it's because a, they're a young team and B they, they might just tinker with their rotation so much trying to figure out, all right, like who's even going to stick on this roster. But, but I mean, but that's not me taking the under, obviously I'm smashing the over for all the reasons you guys said SGA took a massive leap last year. He took another massive leap in FIBA chat looks awesome. Jalen Jalen Williams is awesome. I love Josh Giddy. I like their rookie class. Kaysen Wallach, I think, is really good. And they just have a ton of dudes um, that it, it's, I mean, they basically have what my ideal expansion team was. Just have a bunch of really, really young guys that are really talented. And that's like that's like what I fall in love yeah. with. It's my favorite type of team. That's why I love the old OKC team. Uh, so yeah, I, I love it. All in on the Thunder. Yeah. It's it's a bunch of long boys who basically are all Swiss Army knives. They can all play multiple positions. They can all do a little bit of everything, but they're not in the position the Raptors were shoot. in, where they have a lot of guys who are good at a bunch of stuff. But the one thing exactly they can't do, they can't score the ball. They can't shoot. OKC can can do that, and SGA can do that, and Giddy can do that, and Chet is probably going to be able to do that. Dort can do that. Like Dort is kind of come out of nowhere, dude. Where he's one of their most valuable players. I'm so high on this Thunder team, which means that I'm probably going to be disappointed. Um, but let's just talk them in ahead of time. They're also probably going to be sure. like one of yeah. our league pass favorites. They're going to be sure. like the league pass team of the year. Oh, yeah. 
All right, let's move on to the Phoenix Suns. Last year, 45 and 37. Uh, and this year, Vegas has them at 52 and a half. Ferentinos, you're a big Kevin Durant guy. How's this team going to do? Hater. So I'm going to say the under just because I think 53 wins is what the one seed was last year, and they got 52 as their over under. I still think they're going to be one of the best teams in the West. They're going to have one of the best offenses in the West. They're still extremely deep. Um, they have Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, who I think Devin Booker might be the best player on this team. I think he's really going to step up. Um, I'm curious to see. I mean, Bradley Beal hasn't played in a while. I just haven't seen him play basketball in a while. So I want to see how that good. looks. If Nurkic can stay healthy, I think he <laughs> – But Nurkic has always been a positive on the Blazers when he's been healthy. I feel like they always – um, looked really dangerous in the playoffs, but then he would get hurt, and then things would just kind of fall apart for that team. Um, I love Utah Watanabe. I thought that he was one of their best step pieces. Um, Eric Gordon is still going to be a guy that can get buckets for them off the bench. I think that they're going to be a team that is able to sign veterans. I'm curious to see, like, as the season goes on, who they're able to sign on their team and pick up. Uh, Grayson Allen sucks because he's on Duke, Duke but he's going to be a, a decent <laughs> rotational piece, I think, for them. Um, but it's, it is kind of dependent. I mean, I'm taking the under on the Mavs cause I hate Kyrie. Kevin Durant did us dirty. So I'm taking the under if he can play and his team could play to their potential. I think it'd be the most entertaining just as a basketball fan, but I think it's a lot. I just think the West is also going to be really competitive this year. So I think there's a reason why so many teams are at 44 and they're over under. There just hasn't been as much talent in the league as there is right now. So wins are going to be harder to come by, especially if you don't have Kevin Durant. So if he plays 65 plus, might be easy to get the over. But I'm yeah, you basically there. can't look at a team in the West and say this team is straight up awful. Like you don't have a 12 win team or a 17 win team. We might end up seeing one because of the way the season shakes out, but there's no predictions for a team like that. Um, I am on the same page as you, but I'm smashing the fuck out of the under. I'm, I'm, I'm smashing that as hard as I've ever smashed anything in my life. I'm Hulk smashing that. You know, I'm going to smash, smash it too. You're smashing I'm gonna smash with me. Smash smash it together. I'm going to be with right, you. We're going to do, <laughs> do a little Eiffel Tower smash between me and Ferentino. Updating to a Just smash. Just like a weirdly shaped <laughs> Eiffel Tower though. Um, because I am I a full foot taller than you. <laughs> um, they were 15 and 11 last year after the KD trade, which is all well and good. It was without Kevin Durant. A lot of that yeah. really didn't have anything to do with Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant wasn't playing. Kevin Durant last year played 43 games in total. Bradley Beal played 50 games in total. Devin Booker played 53 games, and Nurkic played 52 games. None of these guys broke 55 games. I don't expect them to have, like, bet. I mean, Devin Booker will probably have better health. I'm not expecting Bradley Beal to turn into an Iron Man. I'm not expecting Kevin Durant to play 60 games. He might play in the 50s. And Nurkic every year progressively is getting less and less healthy. He's had a lot of stuff where he's breaking down year by year. I don't really believe in him. And I talked about that during the episode where we talked about the Aiton trade. Um, they don't really have a ton of genuine front court depth outside of him. They've got a bunch of bench pieces. But if your bench pieces are your starting center next to a bunch of guys, who need the ball all the time. I don't, I just don't feel good about it. Like there's no true defensive center on this team. Um, they could prove me wrong, but I just don't believe in this roster construction. To me, it feels like a lesser version 
of the Nets super team. And we've, we've talked about this. Devin Booker might be better than the majority of the guys that were on that Nets super team. Bradley Beal's worse than them. And Kevin Durant is three years older than he was when they formed that team. I don't believe in them. I'm smashing the under. Before we move on to Modi, I'll also say Elliot took the under on this one. Yeah, so I, um, last up. <clears throat> I want to take the over just to disagree with everybody, but I, I, I'm going to go true to my notes. I have the under. <laughs> um, I think that they're going to be a top two team in the West. I still think that they're, they're not going to win 53 games. Um, I, that's just too many for a team that has all the uncertainty that, that you guys laid out. I think they probably have the potential to be the best team in the league. And if some miracle happens and they all play 65 games, they're going to win 60 of those games, probably something like that. Like they're going to be really good or sorry. They're not going to win 60 to 65. They're going to win 60 games total. Yeah. yeah that's what I, that's they'll what win to 60 total. Um, yeah. The biggest, like I have the notes or I have the point about the nets in my notes, just like you do. The biggest difference is they don't have a James Harden. Like Harden that first year was phenomenal. Like literally was People saying, should he be voted? Should he get MVP votes despite the fact that he just totally tanked on a team prior to coming to Nets? He was so good on that Nets team, and they don't have the facilitator. None of those guys are, I mean, they're all like good passers while not being good passers. It's one of those things where, like, because passing isn't their main thing, they're like, oh, they're actually pretty decent passers. Like, they're all, they're all decent, but they don't have a floor general. And that's incredibly important right. for a team like this. Yeah. Um, I do think that their depth is better than people give it credit. Um, I, like the eight and trade lowered their ceiling. It bolstered their depth. At least I like Kata Bates D up. I think he's good. I think he's better than people give him credit for. You mentioned Eric Gordon. You mentioned Yudo Watanabe. The fact that their starting center is Nurkic and their backup center is um, uh, the dude from the playoffs who like uh, Jock Landell. Yeah. Jock Landell is not, Jock is not a good sign. Yeah. I think they're still going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. And I think that like, if they won the title, I, I wouldn't be shocked, but there's too many. It's the same reason why I took the Lakers. There's just too many reasons why this team can go un, under for me to feel confident. And and like you said, their over under is the highest in the West, tied with the Nuggets. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah, that 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 is a big part of it. Is that, that that's insane to me that they are projecting them on regular exactly. season record to be tied with the the champions. And granted, yeah, they were a good playoff team, but playoffs and regular season are wildly different things. They only won 45 last year, and that was, you know. With a very, they had a very weird year, and I don't really expect them to not have a weird year this year. Like nothing about this Suns team the past couple of years has said to me, "This is a team that is going to be consistent." It's a team that is going to be great when they're great, but when they're not great, they're going to look bad. They're going to have injuries. I don't trust the health. Uh, looks like we're all taking the over, or excuse me, the under on the Suns. Farentinos and I are smashing it. Elliot and Modi are just taking a standard under. Let's move on to the Trailblazers. Last year, the Blazers with Damian Lillard were 33 and 49. This year, no Damian Lillard. Vegas has them projected at 28 and a half games. Farentinos, let's start with you on this one. I'm going to take the under right now on the Blazers. I am pretty hype. I was pretty hype post Dame trade and thought they got a really good return. I think that there's still a possibility that they move Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I know he's not the best locker room fit, and especially on a team where Scoot's going to be the guy. Like, they moved Lillard, they got him away. Simons is one of the best shooters and a really talented scorer, so I think that <clears throat> Brogdon's just really not going to fit. Don't really know what you're going to do with Robert Williams when he's healthy. He's one of the best defenders in the league, so... I think with him and maybe uh, what is it? Dominating isn't that is a dominating baby. Get ready for dominating. <laughs> so, I I'm a believer in Scoot. I think Scoot's going to be awesome. Um, I think that 
if Shaden Sharp can take a step forward and Simons continues to just progress as he has, he's a 6'3 undersized guard, so I think it's always going to be a little um, difficult for him on defense, similar to like a CJ McCollum. But they have Jeremy Grant. I mean, there's a lot of pieces around Scoot Henderson to succeed. I think that both Aiden and Williams, if he's healthy, would be great people to run pick and roll offense with. I just don't think they're going to... This is one of the teams where I just don't think they're going to get a lot of wins in the West because there are so many talented teams. That's why I'm taking the under. I know it's 28 and a half, right? Yeah. Correct. Or, yeah. yeah, 28 and a half. They were 33 and 49 last year. I don't think this is going to be any better than that. I think they'll be close to that, but I think they're just... New team, got to put all the pieces together. It's going to be a scoot growing season. Don't really know what is going to happen with a lot of the pieces there. There still could be trades and stuff involved because they are rebuilding this year. Um, they're definitely going to be a team to look for in the future, but I'm taking the under. Yeah, I agree. I have the under. Um, I like a lot of their young pieces, but the reality is teams with rookie point guards just don't win a lot of games. It's really freaking hard to be a point guard in this league. And a lot of times you like you see people like De'Aaron Fox takes a leap like five years after he's been in the league. Um, and they're also they're one of the few teams that aren't trying to win. And 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 that kind of burned me last year because I thought there were a couple teams that weren't trying to win that ended up being way better than I thought. I, I don't think that's going to be the case with the um, with the Blazers. I also are we sure that Chauncey Billups is a good coach? Like, what is the evidence that he's a good coach? They, they've every, but he's been there for two years and they've tried and they've tanked at the end of the year because, because they suck to get better draft picks. So even if this is a talented roster that could make a leap, I'm not necessarily sure that Chauncey Billups, Billups is going to be the guy to, um, to help them reach that ceiling. And sure, revenge eight in season as a center who's not nearly as talented as like some of the best centers in the league, what's a revenge season for him even mean in terms of wins and losses? He also can't play defense. Yeah. Um, so this, the, the, the number's too low for it to be a smash under for me, but it is, it is an under. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of controversy over the hiring of Chauncey Billups for him to then kind of come coach. in and just be like pretty average to below average. Like you're not, you're not like having this controversy for like pop. Or for or something like that. You're having it for Chauncey Billups. Yeah, yeah. Even even Emei Odoka, who found a job again very quickly. Um, I'm going to take the over on this team. I think they're – this is kind of a confusing one because I do think they're worse than last year in terms of, like, their overall potential. But I think they're likely going to be a little bit more consistent game to game. I think they've kind of built out the depth a little bit. This is kind of – like, not that I root for the Trailblazers, but it's kind of frustrating to see a Trailblazers team that looks like it will be very good in a few years. And uh, Dame never really had the opportunity to have players of this caliber on his team after LMA left. Um, and obviously you had the Odin stuff and you had the Brandon Roy stuff and all that. So none of that was Dame's fault or the front office's fault, but it is the way that it shook out. I'm not taking them to be a good team. I'm taking them to probably be like a 30-win team, but I do think they're going to be slightly over. Um, but if they ended up being a 25-win team, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Elliot also took the under, so this one is 3-1 to one in favor of the under. Let's move on. We've got a few teams left. Let's move on to the Sacramento Kings. Last year, they went 48-34. and 34. This year, Vegas has them at 44.5. 44 and a half feels a little bit too low to me. So I'm going to say over, but barely. I'm barely taking the over. And a big reason that I think it's going to be barely, like a lot of times you see a young team 
have a good year where they win 45 to 48 games. And then you're like, oh, next year they're going to be a 50-win team. They were the healthiest team in the NBA last year. I don't know if that is going to be consistent this year. I think teams are going to game plan for them a little bit better. Um, they're going to be good, but they're going to be in the range of a lot of these teams. They're probably going to be, you know, a 46, 47, maybe 48-win team again. I don't see them becoming a 50-win team. I also don't see them being a 500 team. They've got a little bit too much talent for that, a little bit too much continuity for that. Um, but it's just the slightest over for me. Ferentinos? Wow. Light the beams. I'm smashing this over. Wow. Okay. I think that this is a team. Yeah. I'm a believer. I think that they did change the culture last year under Mike Brown and this young roster. I think Darren Fox is the truth. I don't really see him taking a step back. Malik Monk was having amazing games. He was providing a lot of scoring. Um, I think he really elevated his career on that team instead of on Charlotte which is where you go for careers to die. I think they're going to be terrible. We'll get to that. There's um, a lot of East, East Coast teams you go to East... for careers to die. <laughs> um, but I think just the way that the Kings looked, I think that they have continuity in the roster. There wasn't a lot of turnover. They have a lot of young pieces. I really like Kevin Herter. I like the way Harrison Barnes fits on this team. Sabonis is really good. I, I'm glad that, like, he just dominated on the Kings and it was kind of a win-win trade in my opinion for the Halliburton deal. I mean, we see it, Halliburton's potential now and on FIBA and everything, but I just think the way it worked out and I don't think Fox would have really unlocked and became the player that he did if it wasn't for um, what's his face, Halliburton leaving the team. So I just like the continuity. I like the culture. I like Mike Brown. I like that they lowered their win total from last year. And I'm, um, I'm also taking the over. Elliot says smash. Don't care. I don't know what direction that's in. If that's an over or an under. Um, so we'll just have to. Also, of all the teams to not care about, you yeah. don't care about the most fun story of last year. Like literally the best vibes team in the NBA. And that's the one you don't care about. Yeah, Canada people, um, man. but this isn't over for me. Like, how many teams do we talk about in the West where we just have no idea what to expect? The, the Kings are not one of those teams. They know exactly who they are. They're like uh, Farantino said that the continuity from what they had last year. I could see this being almost an exact scenario of what happened last year, where there's so many teams in the West that just couldn't get out of their own way, and then here are the Kings lighting the beam, just constantly winning games. I could see that same exact thing happening. Um, they're like their best players were still young enough that you don't expect them to take a step back. If anything, you could expect them to possibly take a step forward, especially with Fox. And then with um the rookie Keegan Murray last year, like he could he could take another step forward. I'm I, another player that was drafted to my elite squad last week. Um came into summer league, played one game, immediately was too good for summer league. I love bringing up that point. <laughs> I love situations where the, I love situations where yeah, that happens. Too. I just think that's like when you can easily see the leap from a from a player, I think that's a good sign. Um and like 90% of the top 10 of the project or the projected top 10, in the West, you have no idea what to expect. The Kings are not that team. So I think they're just going to win games solely because of that fact. So I'm not smashing it. I am taking the over. Sure. All right. So we're going to call it three and a half overs because he took a smash. Don't care. Let's, let's chalk sure. that in as an over just because Elliot's going to agree with us. So we're going to go four for four on the Kings. We're all taking the over. Let's move on to one of the most interesting teams in the West, the San Antonio Spurs. Last year, they went 22 and 60. This year, they have the uh, over-under at 28 and a half. I'm going to get this one started. I'm going to take the under. 
I don't think they're going to be noted. They're going to be noticeably better. Let me not say that. I don't think they are going to be a good team. I don't think they're going to be a 30 win team, which is essentially what this requires. There are going to be growing pains. They added Chetty Osman and Reggie Bullock. I don't care about that. I, that doesn't do anything for me in terms of looking at their win total. Um, I also generally, and, and the stats kind of uh, parse this out, rookies don't add to win totals. We went through this uh, months ago, I think when we were talking about the draft. LeBron James added 18 wins to the Cavs after he got drafted. They were a really, really, truly terrible game team, and they were still under 500. He added 18 wins. He played 40 minutes per game to do that, and he was LeBron James. Uh, Melo did that when he went to the Nuggets. The two of them are basically the only times where guys who are either one year out of college or uh, right out of high school or just like guys under 19 or 20 have immediately contributed to five or more wins. It doesn't happen. Larry Bird is like an exception that people are going to look at. Larry Bird doesn't count because he was like 23 by the time he went to the Celtics. I don't see it happening with the Spurs team. They're going to be fine. People are going to be disappointed in them for all the wrong reasons because there's going to be so much potential there, but this is not the year. You got to build slowly. You got to build over time. I'm taking the under on the Spurs. I agree with you Um, for a lot of the same reasons. I think they're going to also just play it really safe with him. They're probably going to get him to play exactly 65 games so he can get rookie of the year. But um, it's, I mean, it's going to 17 games missed and this roster is terrible. Like Chetty, like you said, Chetty Osmond and Reggie Bullock doesn't do anything to me. I like um, the guy they just signed, Devin Vassell. Like he's fine. Keldon Johnson's fine. They, go mm-hmm. ahead. He's, yeah, Devin Vassell is is going to be good. I think Devin Vassell is a good building block, but building blocks don't win you ten games on their own. Like a lot of genuine, yeah, currently exactly. Good so players. I think they know that this isn't their year. Like it's going to be in a couple of years when they're going to be really good, and they're going to keep it really safe with him. Like make sure his body's right that he can withstand the physical nature of getting into the NBA, being someone who's skinny as a stick. Um, it's possible that just like getting the the presence of, of Wemenyama just enhances everything about the Spurs and, and they're good without him. But I just think this roster is terrible and, and adding a rookie center, like you said, is not going to make them significantly better. So under for me. I think we're in unison. I'm also taking the under. Um, I think women Yaba is going to be just a draw no matter what. They're going to be talked about a lot. But I don't think anyone really has high expectations for this team. If I was a school teacher, I would be terrified to get this list of students and try to pronounce their names because I'm just looking at this list. Sandro Mamu. Kella <laughs> Probably don't try it. Probably don't even Chirani. try it. Champagne. <laughs> Victor went... Yeah, yeah. There you go. He was on um he was uh I watched him with one of the summer league. It might have I mean it might have been the Spurs Summer League squad. He actually played pretty well. Like he was he was fun to watch. No, he's not good. He's not good yeah, though. So I want to be very clear. He's not a he's not a good player. He's just fun to watch. You know, my boy Ken Birch uh putting in work. The easiest there. name on the roster. <laughs> I just Ken Birch sounds like a type of isn't tree. Birch a type of tree. <laughs> Okay, well, just... it, it is in fact a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Burge is probably <laughs> a tree from a very specific region. Um, you're also you're taking the under as well. Yeah, just for the same you know reasons that you guys listed, and also seven four centers who are built like a stick don't have the greatest injury history. I'm hoping that that's not the case with Wemanyama. Would like to see him play a full long career because 
he is exciting. Just like the shots that he can block, you're just like, what the? It's just so casual. He's just there. And if he goes across the court, like he's a massive presence. It's really cool to watch him do like windmills dunks because he gets like this much off the ground, but it's going to be yeah. seven four. Yeah. He's just rotating like his arm. He's not even, he's not even jumping. Like, <laughs> he's just rotating. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, like he, he was pulling threes and he kind of struggled from shooting in summer league, but um, just watching him against Chet, like he was pulling them and is really dynamic player. They're just not going to be that great this year. I'm taking the under. All right, so three for three on the three of us. Yeah, Elliot has them as easy over, which to me <laughs> feels crazy. But look, if seven months from now we come back to this and they've won thirty nine games or something like that, I'm not going to do yeah. anything. I'm not. I'm just going to give them praise. But like, I I just disagree yeah. with that strongly. All right, last team of the West, the Utah Jazz. Last year they won thirty seven games. This year Vegas has them at thirty five and a half. My notes for this was this feels right. They're going to be below average but competitive. Uh, so I'm barely going to take the over because I think they're going to finish with the same number of wins as last you. year. Oh. Farentinos, what's up with you? You you liked the Jazz last year a lot. Oh, Moda, I, I was just going to say. <laughs> well, uh, this, is, this was my team. If I was as confident in the Kings as I was the Jazz, it would have looked like a genius last year. But for the you first time. with the Jazz, man. <laughs> For the first few months, you know, I was looking. I think like it was a genius. the first um, month of I the year. That... Yeah, it was like a month. <laughs> they were like they were like Seven. fifteen yeah. and nine, and Ferentino was like championship team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, they're a team that I think just drafts really well. Um. I'm really excited to see Keontae George, as we've talked about. I think Walker Kessler is one of the best kind of young centers that just right off the bat, just is a really good fit. Um, I just think the Jazz know how to draft really well. I really like Colin Sexton. They got Jordan Clarkson, who's still really well, sixth man of the year. Um, Kelly Olenek, who's annoying, but is just a really good freaking basketball player. Um, but I could just, I see the scene. The Jazz are always kind of competitive. They're one of those teams that always works it out. I think Lori Markinen is a great player. Um, he really took a step up last year and I think he's just going to continue to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the over, not by too much. I'm not going to smash it, but I definitely think they're going to get over their win total this year. You know what I like most about Kelly no, Olympic? nothing. Well, the, the real no. answer, the real answer yes. is nothing. <laughs> but the thing that I like most about us and anybody else when they talk about Kelly Olympic is they're like, yeah, he's a good player, but I fucking hate him. No one's ever just like, <laughs> yeah. he's a good player. Hard stop. It's always. He's a good player, but I just I'd slap him in the face. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't need to tell a Wizards fan that that you hate Kelly uh, Olynyk. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he was yeah, the reason. I've had, that of, they I've had a very up and down history with Kelly O's. I'll tell you I that. I don't know the, the joke there. Uh, I'm guessing that's a what's the other what's the other O? Oh, Ubre, right? Kelly Ubre. Okay. I forgot that. That yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It does start with an O. Yes, it, it doesn't um, sound like it does, but it does. Uh, Modi, were you saying? Yeah, that you very also very have the slight over. over. Um, like, yeah, the, uh, yeah, a little baby back. Uh, are we all taking, are we all taking 37 yeah. and 45 again? Are we Pretty all watching yeah. the same record? Yeah. We should bet the, we should bet exact record. They allow it. We, we can, uh, we can look into that. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just like a, a fine <laughs> team. They have like fine enough talent. They have fine enough coaching. I do like some of their young pieces. I like Laurie, Keontae George. I'm with you. He's a stud. Um, uh, Walker Kessler was awesome for them last year. And 
I think that management wants in the tank, but I think the coaching's too good. I think the players are too good. So I think they're probably going to win it like exactly 37 games again. Yeah, they've, they've kind of built too good of a team because they're not able to get the picks that they want to get. Um, Elliot's in agreement with us. He put exactly 35 and a half, yeah. which I don't think he knows so how, does that mean over or how under? games work. He doesn't, he clear, <laughs> he clearly doesn't understand how, how betting odds work and how over-unders work. Um, just adds to the list of things that Elliot probably doesn't understand. Doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll say 4-0 on this one again, that we're all taking the over. Um, and yeah, that's it for the Western Conference. Anything else before we go, y'all want to touch on? I think we hit everything that we want to say. We're going to be back next week with the Eastern Conference. That'll be yeah tough. Um, for the the three only of thing us. that I'll add is we had four guaranteed smashes, six possible, or an, an additional two possible <clears throat> possible smashes. It's the uh, Mavericks okay. under. It's the Lakers under, which that seems painful. Um, sorry, Griffin. Um, it's the <laughs> Thunder. We all smashed the over. All three of us smashed the over. It's the Suns under, and then it's possible the Kings and the Jazz over. Okay. Um, yeah, with that in mind, I don't know if I said at the top of the show, we are likely going to be betting at least the ones that we smashed. We'll wait until we have uh, our Eastern Conference ones in as well. And if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you can follow along with us. You can bet with us as well. We don't have any promo codes for you right now. But actually, that might not be true. Modi might have promo codes. If he does, we will link them somewhere. Apparently, he does not. We'll get there. We will get there. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Give and Go Show. We will be back next Wednesday night. Same time, same station, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. We will be talking about the Eastern Conference over-unders, which includes Ferentinos' Nets, Modi's Sixers, and my <laughs> Bullets. I'm not going to call them by their current name because it's a bad name. Uh, Just... Then the week after that, the season will have started. We'll be going through uh, the opening games of the season. And then from there, we are fully in the season. We'll have a lot of really great content. We're going to have uh, league pass, teams of the week, we're going to have getting betting content every week. There's a lot of things to look forward to. All of that coming in the next few months with the Give and Go Show. Make sure you're following us on your preferred platform. Make sure you're following us on social media. And we will see you Peace. next time. Ciao. Very <laughs> European of you. <laughs>